Good morning. So I would like to wish everyone a happy holiday season. Um, you know, hopefully everyone had a great Christmas. Um, my Christmas went well. Uh, my family and I, we went down to Florida uh, to hang out with my brother. So it's like a family tradition now. We all go down. Uh, we'll rent a big house. It was about 17 of us um, in one house. So it was what I like to call controlled chaos. Um, so I have, it's, um, I have six siblings, so seven of us. So everyone was there except, you know, one of the siblings. Um, I have four nieces and a nephew. My parents were there. My sister-in-law was there. My sister-in-law's mother was there. So it was great. Um, so I had a really, really good Christmas. Um, and now we're getting ready for New Year's, right? So getting ready for New Year's. Um, so this is goal-setting time, right? Um, New Year's resolution time. I'm a big fan um, of New Year's resolutions because it's really just goals, right? It's just goal-setting. Um, and the New Year, I just feel like that's just a perfect time to set some goals. It's just something about the New Year that just feels fresh um, and new. You know, obviously, every day we wake up, you know, we can set some new goals. But it's just something about that new year, um, seeing that calendar turnover, where it's like, you know what, yes, let me, like, really focus. Um, let me set these goals um, for the new year. Um, so today, uh, the title of my message is um, Focus for the New Year. It's the title of my message. So I would like to share three things with you guys that I think that if we all focus on these things, we will have a great 2020. So three things. The first thing is our goals. So the first focus we need to have is our goals. Turn with me over to Proverbs 6, verse 6. Proverbs 6, verse 6 reads, Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. The Bible is hilarious sometimes. Um, Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer gathering, gathering food for the winter. Now here's the ant. So the ant has this goal of being able to eat in the wintertime. So ants can't come above ground in the winter because they will freeze and die. So they had this goal, and all summer long, they plan and they work hard to be able to accomplish this goal of having enough food and being able to live through the winter. Um, so whatever your goal is, whatever your goals are, you know, we need to take the lesson from the ant and work hard and plan and strive to be able to accomplish those goals in 2020. So I have 10 goals here. Um, so these were, it was 2,000 people surveyed, and these were the most popular goals um, for the new year. And, you know, I think they would probably apply to a lot of us here. So number one is diet or eating healthier. So 71% of the people said that was one of their goals. Um, that's definitely one of my goals to, you know, eat healthy, Definitely not the diet part for obvious reasons, right? But um, 
to eat healthy is definitely one of my goals for the new year. Um, number two was exercise more. So 65% of people said they wanted to exercise more. That's also one of my goals. Um, and this year, uh, that has been my goal, like, probably every year. Um, but this year I have some extra added motivation because Charles actually decided that he wanted to do this, like, tough man, tough woman challenge where it's like it's this 10-mile run with, like, 25 obstacle courses. You know, great for him, right? But he decided that he wanted to invite a bunch of the guys here to participate with him. So I got the invite, and I'm like, you know, okay, amen, let's go, Chuck. You know, let's make it happen. Um, so I actually don't even have all year. This thing is happening in June. Um, so I have six months to get in the best shape of my life. Um, so pray for me. Um, so, you know, we have this group chat with a bunch of the guys. So Eric and myself and Charles, Victor, James. Um, and these guys, you know, unfortunately for me, I haven't started my workout program yet. I was waiting for the new year. Um, so, yeah. So Desmond is also in that chat group. These guys have started working out. And, I mean, they always, like, send the pictures in the chat in the gym you know, like lifting weights and Chuck be running like 12 midnight around a reservoir. I'm like, these guys are really serious. Like, I really need to get this thing going. Um, so, so pray for me. I got a lot of catching up to do. Um, so number three goal was weight loss. Uh, 54% of people said weight loss. Um, number four, save more money and spend less money. 32% um, of the people said that. I would have thought that would have been a lot higher. Uh, that's definitely on my list. Um, learn a, number five, learn a new skill or hobby, 26%. Number six, quit smoking, 21%. Um, number seven was read more. I think that's, that's a great one, especially reading the Bible. Right? You, can, you can never have enough Bible reading. Um, number eight was find another job. Um, <laughs> amen. <laughs> Uh, 16% of people said that. Uh, number nine was drink less alcohol, uh, which is always a good idea. Um, and then number 10 was spend more time, you know, with your family and friends. And when I look at this, you know, I look at this as like, you know, staying committed to your relationships. You know, being a better friend, being a better spouse, a better child, a better parent, a better sibling. You know, we can always up our game in these areas. Um, and, you know, this is definitely something for me. I definitely need to become a better friend. Um, you know, I feel like I have many close friends here. But if you ask them, they'll probably be like, I didn't speak to that dude in like three weeks. Like, I don't know how close we are. Uh, but, you know, I feel like I'm very close. And, you know, so I, I need to become a better friend for sure in the new year. And I, I went on and I added one to this, um, which is spiritual growth. Uh, I think it's very important. You know, spiritual growth is very important. Um, and we need to focus on that in the new year as well. Um, so these are all great goals and, you know, probably on the list for, all, for a lot of us, these goals are on the list. But I think one of the things that kind of stop us from reaching our goals um, and one of the biggest obstacles um, is a fear of failure um, or just feeling inadequate in general. Excuse me. So, you know, a fear of failure it can cripple you. You know, it can cripple you to the point where, you know, I don't even want to attempt to accomplish this goal that I have in my life. 
So, um, it, you know, we can't allow fear to do that to us. So let's look over in Exodus 3. Um, so these are some fear-driven excuses that Moses had, right, in Exodus 3.11. So what's happening here is God told Moses to go free his people um, from slavery and bondage in Egypt. Um, so Moses, we're going to look at the excuses Moses had. And all of the excuses was just, you know, driven by fear and just feeling like he was inadequate to do the job God was calling him to do. So in Exodus 3.11, um, this, is one of, this is Moses' first excuse. He goes, um, but Moses said to the Lord, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Um, so Moses' second excuse we find in Exodus 4.1 um, Exodus 4.1 says, Moses answered, What if they do not believe me or listen to me and say the Lord did not appear to you? Um, so we just see the doubt and the fear all in Moses' excuses. Um, the third excuse we find in Exodus 4.13, um, it says, But Moses said, Pardon your servant, Lord. Please send someone else. So Moses had all these excuses. And God kept telling him, look, you know, I'm going to be with you. Don't worry. And Moses finally just got to the point where he was like, look, just send somebody else, God. Like, I'm not trying to do this. Just send somebody else. But at every moment, God assured Moses, look, Moses, you already have what it takes to get this job done. I am giving you everything that it takes to get this job done. And I think that sometimes we don't realize that when it comes to our goals, God has already given us everything that we need to accomplish our goals. We have it already. Let's turn over to um, 2 Timothy 1. So 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. It says, For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So this same verse in the um, English Standard Version reads, For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Um, now turn me over to 2 Peter 1, verse 3. 2 Peter 1, verse 3 says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by called us by his own glory and goodness. So if you are sitting here today, if you are a Christian, if Jesus is Lord of your life, if you have repented, if you have been baptized, if God has graciously given you the gift of his Holy Spirit, you have everything you need through love, through the power and the self-control through the Holy Spirit to accomplish your goals and to be successful in 2020. You have everything that you need. So let's not let fear cripple us. Let's tap into the power of the Holy Spirit. God has given it to us already. So we have all that we need to accomplish those goals already. So don't let fear get in the way. Don't feel inadequate. But just go for your goals and believe that you have what it takes to accomplish those goals already. Because God has given that to you. So number two, our second focus that I feel like if we focus on this, we'll have a great 2020 is our dreams. 
So focus one is our goals. Focus two is our dreams. So our goals and our dreams are closely related. Um, the way I like to differentiate between the two is our goals are something, are the things that, generally speaking, we have control over to accomplish by the power of the Holy Spirit that's living in us. So our goals, those are the things that we can accomplish. If you look back at that list um, that we had, you know, exercising more, that's just going to take a little discipline. God gives us that with the Holy Spirit. Saving more and spending less, just a little discipline, a little self-control. God has given you that already to Holy Spirit in the Holy Spirit, right? Drinking less, just a little bit of discipline, right? We have that already. Um, spending more time with family and friends, right? Just a little bit of love, that's it. Just caring more about people um, and really wanting to be around them and spend more time with them. God has given us that already um, through the Holy Spirit. So for our goals, generally speaking, we have the power within us already to accomplish all of our goals that we want to accomplish for our life. Now, our dreams, on the other hand, are the things that we want to accomplish and that we want to see done in our life. But these things, by no question, can only happen by the power of God, by God making it happen. So these things, so when you think of your dreams, think of something, think so big that you know what, this thing will never happen unless God makes it happen. So when I think of some examples, um, I think of, you know, your kids or your family members becoming Christians, right? I know that's a dream of mine, probably a dream of all of ours. You know, we can, you know, be great examples. We can invite them to church. We can do all of that, but at the end of the day, God is the one who saves souls. Um, this is not going to happen without a miracle from God. Um, one of my dreams that I have, I have a dream to, by the end of this year, to just see this place just packed. No empty seats, people in the balcony, standing room only. I mean, I, I want to see this place to where, you know, you're running five minutes late and you're like, dang, I'm going to have to be in the balcony today. Like, oh, I, I need to get it together. I, need, I, want, I want this place to be so packed where it's like, James is like, okay, Stephen and Hannah, I need you guys to just take half of this church I need you guys to meet in that other room over there that we meet in sometime and have service at, you know, while we have service over here. Because it's just too many people in this place. So that's one of my dreams uh, for 2020. And that is definitely not going to happen without the work of God. Um, I also think about having a child, right? I know, you know, a lot of us may want to have kids, um, and, you know, maybe trying to have kids. And that's just the work of God, honestly. You know, that's just something that God has to grant us, you know, that, that special privilege. Um, you know, another dream is reconciling with family. You know, especially around this time of the year, you know, those of us who unfortunately don't have great relationships with their family, you know, we dream about reconciling with our family and, you know, having good relationships with them. Um, and a lot of times, you know, that can, you know, some things are so broken, that can only happen by the power of God. Um, so I think we need to dream big, right? We need to dream big for our lives. We need to dream big for God. Um, but unfortunately, I think that one of the biggest dream killers is a lack of faith. Right? That is a big dream killer, is a lack of faith. So turn with me over to 2 Kings 5.9, um, and we're going to look at Naaman um, and his lack of faith and how it almost destroyed him. 
So Naaman, you know, Naaman had leprosy. Uh, there was no cure for leprosy. Leprosy in that time was a death sentence. Um, you know, your limbs will start falling off. It, it was just, it was a death sentence. So I can only imagine that anyone with leprosy is, is really just a far-fetched dream that you can ever be cured. I mean, once you had this thing, it, you know, you're dead. That's it. And it was just a dream that this thing could be cured. So I would imagine that Naaman had this dream as well. You know, this, this huge dream of, man, maybe one day I can actually live without a leprosy. Um, you know, and I can live a nice long life. So let's um, start with um, 2 Kings 5.9. Uh, we're going to read down to verse 15. So it says, So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elijah's house. Um, so, so what's happening here, you know, someone told them, like, hey, you know, there's this guy, you know, who can cure your leprosy. So he went to the king, asking the king, like, hey, I heard you can cure me. And Elijah's like, hey, look, send the guy to me, right? Um, Elijah was a prophet, a guy. He's like, send the guy to me. Let, let me talk to him. So this is where we pick it up. So Naaman went to the house with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elijah's house. Elijah sent a messenger to him. Go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan and your flesh will be restored, and you will be cleansed. But Naaman went away angry and said, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of his God, wave his hand over the spot, and cure me of my leprosy. Are not Abana and Thaphar, sorry, I know I'm jacking that up, the rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? Can I wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned and went off in rage. Naaman's servant went to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he tells you to wash and be cleansed? So he went down, dipped himself in the Jordan seven times, as the man of God told him, and his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. Then Naaman and all his attendants went back to the man of God. He stood before him and said, Now I know that there is a God in all the world. There is no God in all the world except in Israel. So please accept a gift from your servant. So we see here Naaman got some very specific instruction on how to make his dream come true. How to see his dream realized. But because of Naaman's lack of faith in what he was told, he almost missed out completely on seeing his dream coming true. So how about you today, church? Where's your faith at today? Do you still believe that God can do the seemingly impossible in your life? Do you still have faith in God? Do you still have faith that God can make your dreams come true? Don't you ever give up on your dreams. Don't ever give up on God. Don't ever give up on praying to God day and night about your dreams. We serve an amazing, a powerful God who can make the seemingly impossible come true if we only have the faith to believe. You know, let's not go through life feeling like, you know, we get to the end of life and feel like, man, if only if I had the faith, I may have seen this come true. Right? Let's not go there. Let's have the faith to see things happen in our lives. 
you know, it's funny. Jesus actually, um, you know, let's look at what Jesus told the disciples about this. So Jesus had interaction with the disciples, and he actually gave them some instruction, like on prayer, and never giving up on prayer, and never giving up on God. So let's go over to Luke 18, I'll read 1 through 5. So it says, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show them they should always pray and never give up. That's Jesus' instructions. Always pray, never give up. So there was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while. But finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out of her constant request. So it's, it's funny. I, I saw this scripture in action when I was on vacation for Christmas. So, you know, we're in the living room, and my brother and I and my nephew were watching the game, watching some basketball, and my niece, she want to go home to get some clothes. She's like, look, I don't have more clothes. So my brother's like, look, you, you know, you brought all your clothes over here. She's like, no, you know, I wore all my clothes. I need some new clothes. She's like, can you please take me home to get clothes? He's like, I'm not taking you home. <laughs> um, you know, you'll be fine. So he's, he's laying on the couch. So she goes and she, like, lays on him, like, come on, Daddy, please take me home. He's like, I'm trying to watch the game. You know, can, can you get up? <laughs> She's like, I can't lay on you. He's like, you know, of course you can, honey, but I'm trying to watch the game. So what she does is she gets up and she goes behind the couch and she stands over him for about 30 minutes. Just like, just, Daddy, please, like, I just need some more clothes. And, like, she'll take, like, a little two-minute break. And then, but she never moved from behind the couch. So eventually he sat up and said, honey, I promise you, I will take you first thing in the morning to get you some clothes. She was like, great. She went upstairs, didn't see it for the rest of the night. She was great. And this is exactly what, the God, what God is telling the disciples to do, right? He's saying that you should always pray and never give up. So for me, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like that persistent widow in 2020. I'm going to pray so much, I'm going to stress God out about my prayers in 2020. God is going to be like, look, boy, that dream of yours is yours. You got it. Fine. Just leave me alone, please. Like, that's what I plan to do in 2020 with my dreams with God. Now, I don't actually think it's possible to stress God out, right? I don't know. It could be. But if it is, it's going to happen with me. And, and, you know, I'm going to see my dreams realized because I'm going to be praying about them all day, every day, every night, until I see God realize my dreams. Because that's what Jesus told me to do, or at least that's what I'm getting from this passage. You know, you guys can cor correct me when I, you know, later on if I'm wrong. Uh, but that's what I'm getting from here. Jesus is like, look, never give up. Persistent widow didn't give up. And she got what she wanted. So I'm not going to give up. And I'm going to pray that God gives me what I want in faith. Um, so the next thing, the, the third goal, is serving others. 
So the, the third focus is serving others. So remember, three focuses in 2020 to have a great year. First one is focus on our goals, which are things that, you know, we can generally control. Second one is focusing on our dreams, um, going to God in faith, you know, um, and hoping God realizes his dreams for us. And the third thing is serving others. So let's turn over to John 13, starting in verse 1. Um, so, you know, we can't talk about serving others without talking about Jesus, right? So John 13, verse 1, it says, uh, It was just before, past, just before the Passover festival, Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the mill, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water in the basin and began to wash his disciples' feet. Excuse me. Um, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. So here's Jesus, the Savior of the world, um, in Israel in the first century, where they only wore sandals, uh, you know, through the streets, washing his disciples' feet. So let's skip down to verse 12. It says, When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked him. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also shall wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. So here we see a great example of Jesus washing, you know, Jesus serving. And Jesus gives us the charge. He tells us that we need to do the same thing. Um, so we need to serve others simply because Jesus did it. And simply because Jesus tells us to do it. But an added bonus to serving is it just feels so good to serve other people. It just feels so good. So... You know, again, when we were in Florida, um, so on Christmas Eve, it's my sister's birthday, and she said, hey, for my birthday, I want to go serve. So we found, like, a shelter with a soup kitchen, and we went there as a family, all 17 of us, and we served. You know, and we served the food, and had my boy with us, um, and he was, like, passing out trays. He's five, and he's, like, passing out trays, and... He was washing the tables. And I'm like, this is amazing. And, you know, I just felt so good about serving those people. Um, it just really did something for my soul. You know, and I just want to, you know, raise the campus ministry up. You know, those guys, they serve all the time. Like, you know, they had this, this soup kitchen on 116th Street, I think it is. And they go there like several times a week just serving people. Um, and it just feels so good. I mean, even, you know, when you get that call that, hey, you know, so-and-so is moving and they need help. You know, initially you're like, ah, oh, Stanislaus is y'all moving again. 
Um, but <laughs> I love you, Dylan Diamond. Sorry. <laughs> you know, and you go and you help out and you have the back pains when you get home because you haven't been working out like you're supposed to. Uh, but it just feels good that you're helping other people, you know, um, and you're helping other people, you know, kind of achieve their goal and you're serving other people. You know, and it just feels so good to serve other people. So, you know, in closing, um, if you want to have an amazing year in 2020, focus on accomplishing your goals because you already have the power to do so by the Holy Spirit. Focus on seeing your dreams realized through faith because we serve an amazing God who can do anything. And thirdly, focus on serving others because Jesus did it and it just feels so good to our soul when we do it. I pray all of you guys have a happy and healthy new year, and I'll see you soon. Amen.